Sangha Devi Shikambhume Sangha Devi Shikambhume Rudastri Purahayata Rudastri Purahayata Ipiyarasito Bhutya Ipiyarasito Bhutya Ragrita Sarasana Ragrita Sarasana and seeing the pitiable condition of the citizens, King Pritu contemplated this matter for a long time to see if he could find out the underlying causes. Having arrived at a conclusion, the king took up his bow and arrow, and he aimed them at the earth, exactly like Lord Shiva, who destroys the whole world out of anger. King Pritu found out the cause for the scarcity of food grains. He could understand that it was not the people's fault, for they were not lazy in executing their duties. Rather, the earth was not producing sufficient food grains. This indicates that the earth can produce sufficiently if everything is properly arranged. But sometimes the earth can refuse to produce food grains <clears throat> for various reasons. The theory that there is a scarcity of food grains due to an increase in population is not a very sound theory. There are other causes that enable the earth to produce profusely or to stop producing. King Pritu found out the proper causes and took the necessary steps immediately. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta Swami translation purport to the canto, fourth canto, 17th <coughs> chapter, 12th and 13th verses of the Srimad Bhagavatam. In the matter of Maharaj, Pritu becomes angry at the earth.
Somebody asked the question whether there's free will last night. Seems the earth has free will. She decided to stop giving grains to the people. And then Pitu realized that, wait a minute, something is wrong here. <coughs> Mother Earth is not giving the grains sufficiently to the people as she used to give. So now he's uh, taking up his bow and arrow. He's gonna, he's threatening to bifurcate to Mother Earth if she doesn't produce enough. So this pastime is being shared here. Interesting. The King Pritu, being a Shaktavish avatar of the Supreme Lord, he could threaten the earth, otherwise normal kings that don't have that power. Since in the whole world there was a shortage, then he wanted to produce more grains. Prithu Maharaj also, he did a program of leveling large areas of the earth. Earth was uh, much more irregular before his rule. He engaged the population in leveling the earth. That's why in large parts of Germany you have level land. It seems Prithu Maharaj didn't do too much with the Switzerland. The mountains are here. But in other parts, uh, he left a few mountains for our beauty, see? But otherwise, he much more leveled the world. In fact, the leveling was also going on at, uh, at uh, Mayapur. And there in Mayapur, that when the workers were cutting the soil to make the dirt, you know, the high land, you cut off the top and put it in the low land and you make it level. Not too complicated. When they were digging, sparks were coming. They were getting electrocuted. And they, they couldn't go on. So they reported to King Pitu that uh, we can't go on. Here it's not allowing us to cut. So then Pitu Maharaj came. He started meditating to understand what was the reason why. And he realized that this was his dam. At that point, he got the realization So, he started to meditate and then he could understand that this place is where 
I appear in Kali Yuga. Therefore, this is one of my dhams. So here I should do something special, not just level the earth, I should do something more special. So he gave the order to build the lake. A big <coughs> a long and quite large lake. So that the lake is still there. It's called the Prithukunda and its uh, modern name is Balaldi. Just by the Chaitanya Mahat, the Prithukunda is situated. We walk by it, we walk over it. We walk from Rai Gupta to the Chaitanya Mahat. How many have walked over Pichukhanda? Krishna Chandra, Yogi Uttama Sloka. So, Pichukhanda Maharaj also visited the Holy Dhamma of Navadi. All the incarnations visit the dams of Vrindavan and Mayapur. In the time Mayapur is the Gupta Vrindavan, so the incarnations visit there. Lord uh, Ram visited there with Sita. He got uh, <coughs> The uh, Lord Ram visited in Madhudram Dweep, place not different from Ayodhya, next to the birthplace of Vrindavan Das Thakur. And there he was uh, smiling at uh, Mother Sita. Mother Sita said, why are you smiling at me? He said, well, I'm remembering our Leela, what's going to happen in Kaliyuna. What are you smiling about? So well, I'm remembering how in this Leela, you get the advantage and foreseeing and how in the Leela and Kali Yuga, I get banished. In this Leela, I have a golden, you have a golden form of me and you worship me. No, I have a golden form of you and I worship you. And in that Kali Yuga Leela, I have a you have a golden form of me and you worship me. Right? Take sannyas. You see, that doesn't sound very nice. <laughs> so, like this, Vishnu Priya is actually Sita Devi. 
came back again. And Lash and uh, Chaya Sita. You know the Chaya Sita? The Shadow Sita. See, it was discovered that many uh, devotees are very upset that how is it that Ravana could touch the Goddess of Fortune? She's untouchable, she's transcendental. So, when uh, that uh, Lakshman Rekha was made and Sita left the protective circle, there was a flash of fire. At that time, Arvi Deva took the real Sita and put the a material like a double, like when you have in the movies, you have a double for stunts. You don't have the top artist jumping off all the buildings and stuff. They have a special double. So they had a double Sita <coughs> for being with the Ravana. And the real Sita stayed with Agni Dev and the heavenly planets and Agni Loka. So, this uh, in Sanskrit, that double is called Chaya Sita. So she's just the dirty work, being tortured by the demons and uh, threatened by Ravan. But she's like the ex material expansion of, uh, not exactly material, but expansion of. Mother uh, Sita. So then afterwards, when Ram refused to her, then he says we should have a fire test. So then the Sita, child Sita, walks through the fire, and she's taken by Agni Dev, and the real Sita is put out. So that way the goddess of fortune didn't have to be touched actually by Ravana. <laughs> so this Chaya Sita said, you know, I was praying to the Lord that I, 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 I want to be your wife sometime. I want to do some service for you. I just get arrested and tortured and everything, but I want to sometime do some seva for you. So in some Kali Yuga, she's allowed to be the wife of the Lord. It's a dispensation. So in this Chaitanya Lila, Chaya Sita became Lakshmi Priya. For a short while she was Lord Chaitanya's wife. And she got bit by a serpent. In the previous Kali Yuga, Prabhupada said Balaji was the Lord. So that time Balaji who came down to this earth is Srinivasa. He was Himasriniva, uh, so that time Padmavati was the Chaya Sita. That's a whole other pastime where 
Srinivas came down from the spiritual world to take a break and he went to found this place in the Tirumala and there he was hiding for some time and then he met this beautiful girl Padmavati and he proposed to her that he should marry me. But the father said that, who are you? You don't have anything, you're just living here. How can I marry my daughter to you? You have to pay a dowry to show that you have some money. He said, no, I can arrange dowry. So then the Lord had to went to Kubera and said that they listen, loan me some money. I need some money to pay as a dowry. So then he got the money as a loan and he paid the dowry. And he married Pramavati. <coughs> the Lashmi comes and sees the, her lord with another lady. And she gets very angry. The Narada Muni comes and tells her nothing to be angry about. This is your Chaya Sita. You gave the blessing to her, she can be. So this is just her chance to have the Lord serve her for a little while. For all the torture she had to take. Then she was satisfied. Okay. So I did this for a short time. So Padmavati's temple is uh, down in Tirumala, in Tirupati. In Tirumala, the Lord is up. So all the devotees go to pay this, it's the richest temple, they get about 1.3 million, uh, 1.3 crores, that's 13 million rupees a day in the Pranami box. They got hundreds of people just for counting all the money, with shotguns and stuff to be. It's about 500,000 Swiss francs a day the donation box. <laughs> I was looking at the donation box. We had a bigger <laughs> one than that. <laughs> so it's one of the richest temples. But so the idea is that they're helping the Lord pay back his debt to Kuwer. Because he has to pay back with interest. So with interest it's become over this uh, Thousands, hundreds of thousands of years has become a big amount. So like that, there's different pastimes that are connected. Shows here that the king was supposed to provide for the population. Nowadays, uh, the scarcity of food in many parts of the world, and we hear that uh, they're saying that there's not enough food to feed all the people. One of the big crises is water. Not enough food because there's shortage of water. This. Uh, Sometimes you read the Anad and how by rains 
sufficient food grains are grown. People say, what do we need grains for? What grains for? Now we have irrigation, we have... But just on all these artificial methods, it's not possible to produce enough food grains. You also need favorable rains. So much rain falls in the ocean. Doesn't do much good, right, if the rain falls in the ocean. Sometimes there's big rainstorms in the ocean. So there may be plenty of rain coming down, but it's not coming where you need it, or sometimes it comes in too much in one place. There was heavy floods in Europe, right, this year, the Danube and southern Germany. Was it flooded here also, Switzerland? Is there any low land in Switzerland? In the southern, southern Germany, there was big floods in the, paper, the newspapers. Hey, a television that was being broadcasted. <coughs> a few other places around the world. Mayapur sometimes gets a flood. Robert said the Mayapur floods, it's an indication from Lord Chaitanya that there should be flooding of Krishna consciousness throughout the whole world. Because that's the birthplace of Lord Chaitanya, that's where the Sankirtan movement started. So when that floods, everywhere should be flooded with Krishna consciousness. So two years ago we had the biggest flood ever. It must be since that time, you must have been increasing your flood of the book distribution and preaching otherwise. Windows stop flooding. Thank all of you. Yes. Actually, in the world, <coughs> like we were driving in uh, Yugoslavia from Subotica to uh, Belgrade, and the fields are filled with the corn. Some devotee was saying that there's a crisis because the government wants to buy the corn at a very low rate. So that the farmers don't want to harvest the corn because they won't make enough money. So they're withholding harvesting the corn in order to hold out for a big amount of money. Sometimes you have this situation where I know in America they used to pay the farmers not to grow grains. Because if they grew the grains, the price would come down in the world market. And then they wouldn't make enough money. So they my my uncle was a farmer and he would get paid eight hundred dollars an acre if he didn't grow anything. So the huge pieces of land, they kept it fallow so that they could artificially jack up the world price of whatever particular grain it was that they would grow. Now they say there's a shortage. It's uh, 
Also, so much of this corn and so much of the grains which is grown goes for the slaughterhouse, goes to feed the animals that they're going to slaughter. So, when I, I remember reading some a study that in order to produce this, like say, in a, if you eat the grain, we directly get the protein and the value. When they feed it to an animal, it takes only 5% of what they eat actually gets stored as meat or as something useful like that. So you're only getting 5% of the efficiency. It takes 20 times more grains to produce the same energy by eating it from some animal. So it's a very big waste. Like this, if you see the sustainable <coughs> development that the World Summit they had in Johannesburg and it came out not very positive, mediocre results at best. Everybody's into making so much profit. So they're growing the meat and selling the meat. These big animal factories. It's horrible to see them anyway. Treat the animals and put the chickens on themselves. Meshes. Feed them so many antibiotics that uh, nowadays they say that people have uh, become immune the germs have become immune to antibiotic because they fed it too much and people have also by eating all this antibiotic treated meat they have become themselves uh, no longer kind of immunized or have no resistant to uh, antibiotic they take much bigger dose for it to work that's why replacing now some other dangers and problems like the super anti super bacteria which are not susceptible to antibiotic especially they are found in hospitals they incubate in hospitals so when we have these kind of imbalances we're creating man-made imbalances your Pritu Maharaj is dealing with an earth-made imbalance. So he could threaten the earth and get a solution. But we are creating man-made problem. But there's no Pritu Maharaj to pull the arrow. All right, you presidents and prime ministers and multinational industrialists, you told a lie otherwise. Curtains. The biggest powers say that, well, we don't want to really harm our economy right now, but they're destroying the earth for the future generations. It doesn't bother because anyway the, the politicians only serve for four or five years in an election. They have to make the economy good now.
to get re-elected. If they do something for hundred years from now, thousand years from now, we'll get them re-elected. Unless the people actually become more conscious about it and demand that type of thing, they're not going to uh, do it. 80% of the energy in the world is used by 20% of the people. Most of the energy is used simply by America and the Western Europe. So they're also making uh, lots of pollution. Now they're trying to reduce that to some degree. So now the developing nations, they're saying, you've already developed. So let us pollute the environment for a while so we can also develop. And then after that we'll also reduce. So like this, you're getting a situation, the world will reduce polluting everything. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he could also see that people's consciousness was being polluted. And people were becoming materialistic. So he came down in order to change this materialism. Actually, people become God-conscious, it won't be difficult to normalize our consumption. People become vegetarian, don't have to grow so many food grains to feed the slaughter animals. You won't have to have so many factories using, polluting so much potable water in order to you know, manufacture some things that really you don't need anyway. Luxury items, so much is being manufactured. I was just by the Danube in uh, Yugoslavia and I said, oh, this is such a big river. I can uh, go, for, go for a swim. They said, no, you can't. It's polluted. So many factories are dumping all their affluent and say, in this country there's no such regulation, nobody follow anything. So they're dumping so much chemicals inside the water. If you go swimming, your skin discolor and you get infection. These things are going on. I was going for a morning walk in Chicago, Japa walk, like this morning we went for Japa walk. And uh, heard this water pouring out into the Lake Michigan. We walked on the lakefront. I said, What's that? They said, That's the factories. The inspectors only wake up at 8 o'clock. So they discharge all the stuff before they wake up at 6 in the morning. It's illegal, they're polluting their lake, the fish are dying. 
So this is why you have whether Serbia or whether America. Because people they don't they don't they're not responsible. If we talk that if we thought this is the really the whole planet belongs our Bhakti Churu Maharaj with about uh, 300 devotees, they marched and did a big Harinam, protest Harinam at the World Summit for uh, Sustainable Development, and they gave a letter. I didn't see what they wrote exactly, but they were saying something like that, that people should accept that everything is the property of God, and that because people's consciousness is polluted, therefore the things that are going on are also unsustainable, something like that. If all the theists could unite at this point that the world belongs to God and uh, shouldn't be destroyed by so many people in different religions, they don't seem to care about the earth. We were having the science <laughs> and the synthesis of science and religion with uh, Surabhadamana Maharaj in uh, Calcutta and some of the scientists at the end they were giving a critique and the, the biggest things that uh, were really interested, interesting for the scientists was the field of consciousness study for the physicists and the field of uh, the sustainable development ecology and things for, the, for most of the others but uh, one of the, 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 the keynote speaker from uh, one university in New York, he challenged, he said, to all the religions, actually, we've heard all the religions, we've heard all the scientists, and we've come to the conclusion that the Vedic religion is much more in harmony with the universe. I mean, they talk about nature and universe in a much more harmonious way, so it's uh, much more in keeping with uh, trying to have a sustainable world. What are the other religions going to do to come up to that level? And uh, other religions spoke and they said, actually we're really far behind in this regard. We don't really have uh, this in our theology so much, uh, but it's true that uh, we should see everything as God's property. So they were like, it was kind of humbled by this situation. It was very interesting to go to these seminars, these uh, conventions. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he, when he saw, of course, that the basis of all the problems is the consciousness. And if people somehow know the chant, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Then they will be able to uh, have a change of heart and have a change of consciousness. So Lord Chaitanya's movement was actually meant to just have everybody chant. We tend to tell everybody immediately all the rules and regulations and scare people off. But that wasn't the way that Lord Chaitanya used to preach. 
He used to get everyone to chant and dance and have big festivals and get them to taste the nectar of Krishna consciousness. And then, once they already had a taste for it, then they would train them how to sustain that taste, to maintain it by having a pure lifestyle. Because this chanting is so powerful, even if some materialistic person drives a huge whopping kirtan, they also feel ecstatic. They don't know why they're feeling happy, but they're feeling happy. So if people start to feel happy in this transcendental way, that's the biggest single thing which can convince anyone. Like most religions, they give you philosophy and ideas, but you don't experience anything. Or some, they show you some miracles and crying virgins and things like that type of thing. But I mean, you don't actually, you don't experience anything yourself usually for most religions. Maybe in that sense, Buddhism, through meditation, you actually experience something. But in Krishna consciousness, the Vedic process, your experience. As you're doing meditation, you're doing chanting, so you actually start to experience. So this chanting is meant for people to experience transcendental joy. And that is uh, what really people need, is to experience it. We were at this uh, festival, they have a music festival in Grosinski. It's in the central southern part of uh, Russia, near the city of Samara. And it's uh, by the Volga River. They have a national park. And so many people gather, maybe 300,000 young people and families, they gather there. But it's not exactly like a Woodstock because it's not rock and roll. It's folk music. It's Russian folk music. So everybody's there with the guitars and uh, singing folk music. We were born, you know, it's all this folk music. I listened to, I had somebody translate, I don't know Russian, but I had somebody translate one song. It's kind of philosophical. Life is full of miseries, but I don't want to get you down. There's a window on every wall, that's the light in the bottom. You know, so, so, it's a window. Even in the night, there are the stars in the sky. It's not all black. So there's always hope. You know, this is folk songs. So we have our camp there, we do an Indian folk song, Hare Krishna. <laughs> and I get some translation of Bhakti, you know, Thakur's Bhajan too. They really liked it, they liked it, but that I did that, uh, that one. Uh, Eshika diya sabna diya filiche neche gornitai. Gornitai dancing and giving these teachings around Nadia. 
You are floating in the ocean of material sense gratification. Sometimes you are being dumped by the waves and you are drowning. And sometimes you are coming up and getting just a little breath of air. When you understand that you are Krishna Das, you are servant of Krishna, then there is no more suffering. Then you are always happy. And when the people are going out to sense gratification thinking that I am going to be happy, they are not always happy, they are mainly suffering. Little did they get happiness. But when somebody goes after serving Krishna, the miracle is you always have Sublime happiness. <laughs> Prayer. First, there's one verse on this. So, when you chant Hare Krishna, Pula Kahabe. You know what Pula Kahabe So your hair stand on end. It is get so excited that your hairs are standing on end. Wow. The whole body is still, you know. People pay money to go on these roller coasters, right? They want their hairs to stand on end. Ah! And sometimes, you know, once in a million, they break. One car flies off, you know. I was going once, I went to the Disney World to see for well, Mayapur, we want to do big exhibits there. And there was one that said Space Mountain. So I, th I thought it was uh, like something about uh, space. So we were doing a planetarium in Mayapur. I thought I'll see what is uh, their space exhibit. But this Space Mountain is not, spa it's not that, it's uh, some like roller coaster. Inside, the dark with the little stars flashing to go. Four minutes I'm on this thing. Wow, in hell. <laughs> I must have chanted six hours and four minutes. <laughs> People are paying to go for that. I was thinking, when is it going over? This is the wrong one, you know. It's so horrible. All the torture. <laughs> People go for that voluntary, I don't understand. So, at this music festival, we chant from 
But you think of it, I'm asking this Kirtan. You should have come here and do an all-night Kirtan sometime. He's very good at that. Also, with Rahini Sutta Prabhu, we did Kirtan until about 2 in the morning and in Russia also. But that was just with the devotees for about 3 4 hours. But this is for the karmis, just thousands and thousands of just young people and family people. From a 4 until 11, they have different programs, bachans, dramas, different things. And then from 11 o'clock till sunrise, they just chant. 4 or 5 in the morning. In fact, we chant all night, have Mangal Arti, then take rest.
Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. And don't forget to like and share our channel.